Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Reed, Reed Wilkins, Wilkins on, on Oilers, Oilers Radio. Radio. 6.30 Chad. Oilers beat the Flames 4-3. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. Your second line through this pre sorry, the dry sidle line through this preseason. A dry sidle's line through preseason. Um, I, I think mixed reviews. Um, they've been really good. And then they've been a little bit um, careless at times with pucks creating opportunities for the other team and they know it. They'll be uh, they'll be better. It's something we have to fix team wide. Um, what I've noticed with our group as a whole. Now I'm, I'm going past Leon's line, but we uh, we don't play as much north south early in the game as we need to. We uh, uh, we turn the puck over far too many times in, in critical areas at this point. Yet when the game's on the line, the last 10 minutes of the game, we're doing all the right things with the puck. So let's bring that mentality into uh, into our play earlier, and we'll be fine. What's a six and one preseason worth for you? Uh, it's over. You know what? It's it's better than a one and six preseason. Um, much better than a one and six preseason. Um, I, I watched Paul Maurice uh, the other day. Winnipeg played their last game, and the emotional level of your team never gets to where it needs to be in exhibition season. He was talking about that. Um, I think we'll see a, a rise in emotional emotion in games now as we go forward. Um, especially the regular season games, and uh, we'll be tested in that area. I think we can take ours up. I know the other teams will, and we'll have to play uh, a better game to maintain a, a winning record. The things that you wanted to happen in the preseason, you know, we talked about Cam Talbot coming in, your right side coming in, a few other elements. Uh, if you could sort of take stock on the camp and well, check. Well, starting goal, um, Cam looks tremendous. I'm sure he feels good, at least that's the, the word that I'm getting. So there's a check mark there. Miko has come in and uh, began to evolve with our team and, and feel his way into the North American game again. Uh, he's probably not exactly where he needs to be yet, but there's still time and uh, we'll work with him. Um, on the back end, we've had a couple young players push, Bear and Bouchard, and they've done a fairly good job. We've had... Um, uh, a couple tryout or a tryout guy that's pushed and a, and a contract guy that's pushed. We have to make some decisions there. Up front, we've got the right wing position was challenged and they accepted that challenge. They've been able to, uh, to find ways to produce. We've got a lot of work on our penalty kill, which is, I think it did a good job, but it's way too much work. So in other words, we're taking far too many penalties. Uh, the power play has looked iffy and looked great, so we've got some work to do there. It's, it's, it's so early. Todd, uh, piggybacking on the Camp Talbot comment, uh, 
how much confidence does he instill in his teammates and the coaching staff when maybe the team is off to a slower start and 33 is between the pipes? I think you answered your own question, a lot of it. Um, goaltending can do that, and Cam has been um, very, very sharp, very calm, um, you know, yet aggressive. Guys appreciate that on the bench when we... Uh, when we weren't ready to go and we didn't play real well in the first, the only thing that got through it was our goaltending, and then we were able to wade our way into the game. So uh, he, he's been outstanding throughout camp. Does it feel, does it feel uh, much? Oh, sorry. Does it feel much different this year? Uh, now you're asking me my my feel. Well, yes and no. Um, I, I think there's a more of a focus for our group. Tonight, it got away on us a little bit. I think we got some other things on our mind, and, and everybody wants to get through those games healthy. We weren't prepared to, uh, to engage or manage the game real well early, and uh, they were. But um, practices have been attentive and, and crisp. Players are trying to do the right things. I think we're managing uh, situations somewhat better. Most of us, there's still a few that have to, uh, to improve. The goaltending feels better. Uh, the special teams are a work in progress. There's, a, there's some new concepts and new ideas and thoughts that are still being absorbed. And I think once you get to play those situations rather than think them, you become better in both scenarios. So it, it does feel different. Todd, could, could you talk a little bit about uh, Kyler Yamamoto? You, you mentioned that right side. He was one of those question marks. There he is in the blue paint again today getting a goal. Yeah, and that's where he goes. That's, that's what he does. And um, Interestingly enough, we, we flipped some wingers around today, him and Pontus, halfway through the game. And uh, When Yamo went um, with a different unit, he was more effective. I think he's got... Uh, great vision, great skills. He's got a nose for the net. He's hungry in and around those areas, but he's also a polite young man that wants to get some other players to puck a little too often. Um, when he went with JJ and, and Drake, he didn't have that in his game. He played a direct game straightforward and became more effective. So uh, often with young players, it's intimidating sometimes to play with uh, what are considered star players, and, and you always try and get them, get them the puck. You feel like you owe them the puck. Um, he's good enough to play with everybody. He's just got to not defer all the time. Um, much has been made about your, your, your top line in the preseason, obviously Rowdy not playing tonight, but uh, how important is it for to get you know, a second line going? You know, there's a question about Dreisaitl earlier. How important is it for him to get off to a good start and prove that he can drive a second line? Well, Leon can drive a line. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. We, we saw that in the playoffs two years ago. We've seen it other times. Um, we need our team to get off to a good start. They will play a big role in it. But if, uh, if there's a group, whether it's a set of D-men, whether it's forwards, fourth line, that, that's having an off night, somebody else has to pick them up. And uh, it, it'll all be team-orientated. Um, everybody gets a fresh slate now. We have to do things right. We have to do them uh, harder and longer than, than the opposition, and we should be rewarded, and that includes Leon's line. <coughs> And off to Europe they go. 
Oilers head coach Todd McClellan speaking after a 4-3 come-from-behind win over the Calgary Flames matinee preseason action here at Rogers Place. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. Countdown to kickoff for Eskimos and Bombers coming up at 4.30. The game starts at 5, but first we'll wrap up this one for you. The Oilers were crushed, quite frankly, in the first period. Outscored 3-1, outshot 9 18-5. They were able to get two in the second period to tie it, and then Kyler Yamamoto, during some four-on-four play, gets the game winner 337 into the third. And let's start with Yamamoto, who's named the second star in this game. He gets six goals in the preseason, two more tonight, and McClellan referenced it in his comments once again by driving the net, going to the blue paint, creating chaos, putting himself in a position to get rebounds, to deflect pucks, and score all those, you know, Rob Brown hates when I use this term, but to score those garbage goals for for lack of a better term. And the game winner tonight uh, was a shot that traveled about eight inches between his stick and and crossing the goal line, but he's driving the net. Lindholm's trying to tie him up. Puck deflects off Yamamoto's skate. He's able to nudge it with his stick, get it behind Mike Smith. So despite being small in stature, he scores the goals in the tough areas. And also, as Todd mentioned, he was more effective once he was away from Dreisaitl and Lucic today. So that that was interesting, um, you know, playing with guys who uh, have don't have the offensive pedigree that Dreisaitl and Lucic does. Yamamoto still able to be effective, and the tying goal he got in the third period or in the second period. The end of a good shift of forechecking by the Oilers. Kajula and Kara doing a good job keeping pucks in. Yamamoto gets the puck. Jakub Yerbeck's driving the net. Yamamoto tries to center it to him. Matthew Kachuk back-checking dives and uh, and deflects it behind Mike Smith, uh, and that made it 3-3 at the time. So, uh, again, a case of Yamamoto being around the puck, finding loose pucks, putting it towards the net, putting either himself or the puck in the right area, and he is continually... Rewarded, So very positive for him. Uh, I mean, he's going to be on the team. We thought, you know, I was certainly speculating earlier at the start of the preseason, okay, maybe he's a better candidate to start the season in Bakersfield. You can't leave him off the Oilers. I mean, he he just played too well and made too many things happen here throughout the preseason. By the way, you can uh, get a hold of me this afternoon, 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in. Again, we're with you until 4.30, then going to the Eskimos game. The other big check mark from the preseason as the Oilers go 6-1 and one and the game's played in North America, goaltending. And Cam Talbot winds up making 40 stops tonight. 40 stops. Had a 35-save shutout against the Vancouver Canucks. He looks like his old self. Very solid in net, very in control, very calm is a word to use. And I'm not talking necessarily about his mental demeanor but the the way he's moving into the net in, in the net and through the crease there's there's not a lot of extra movement he's not flopping around he's in position he's making those quiet saves where he doesn't have to flail around or throw out an arm or a leg to make it he gets in position uh, economical body movement cleaning up rebounds and uh, he's making the stops that he needs to make and, and he was a large part in preventing this one from getting out of control because it, it's 3-1 flames and then they had a stretch from late in the first period to early in the second period where they had a power play for four minutes and three seconds straight, a couple sections of five-on-three power play time in there. 
and uh, Talbot a big part of the penalty killing tonight as the Oilers were able to kill off six of seven Flames power plays. Uh, Calgary spent 10 minutes and 16 seconds on the power play, uh, and McClellan references as well. PK good, but you, you don't want to kill that much. The Oilers took too many penalties today, and I think part of the reason they did that the Flames are good. I think the Flames are going to be a good team. I, I, I think San Jose and Calgary are, are going to be the two best teams in the Pacific Division. I think the Oilers got a decent shot to get in their third if they get the goaltending and the penalty killing. But I think Calgary is going to be a good team. They have depth up front. They have uh, defensemen who can move the puck up ice, uh, led by Mark Giordano, who made several sharp passes this evening, including one to spring Elias Lindholm on a goal that gave Calgary a 3-1 lead with just under two minutes left in the first period. They uh, gave the Oilers trouble with their forecheck, uh, especially in the first period, keeping a lot of pucks alive, hemming the Oilers in. So I think they're going to be a good team. And remember, two players who might combine for what? Oh, you know, oh, 50, 60 goals this season didn't play today. James Neal and Sean Monaghan, both, uh, both scratches for the Calgary Flames this afternoon. So I think part of the... Part of the reason the Oilers were in penalty trouble uh, was that the Flames themselves were, were, especially in the first half of the game, doing a really good job of initiating and, and forcing the Oilers to take some of those penalties. But Edmonton does rally behind two goals from Kyler Yamamoto to beat the Flames 4-3. Jujar Kara and Connor McDavid uh, had the other goals for the Oilers this afternoon. 6-1 and one in the preseason. They fly to Germany. In a couple hours, they're going to depart. And uh, then it's an 8 o'clock game in the morning, 8 a.m. Wednesday, against the Cologne Sharks. We will have it for you on 6.30, Chad, with some pregame coverage uh, to lead into that. So that'll, that'll be fun, bringing you a game at 8 in the morning, something a little different, especially on a Wednesday. You have maybe the odd 11 a.m. game, obviously on uh, weekends coming out of the Eastern time zone, but this is going to be one 8 in the morning, mountain time. All right, you can get me at 780-496-0063. We're going to have uh, post-game reaction from both locker rooms as well. You can text in to 630-630. I'll get to some of those as we go along. It's 4.03. We'll take a quick timeout. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broad. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Broadcast Center. Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Dropped it off for Yamamoto, and now he'll jump up in the play as Kajula drives it right side. A backhander save, maybe by Smith, and the rebound glanced off Yamamoto and rolled in. 4-3 Edmonton. And that turned out to be the game winner. Second of two goals this afternoon for Kyler Yamamoto. The final at Rogers Place, Edmonton 4 Calgary 3. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Eskimos coverage starts in half an hour. The game kicks off in one hour. CFL action on the field right now. Four minutes left in the third quarter. Hamilton up 33-3 on the BC Lions. So uh, that is looking to be a good result for the Eskimos with a West team about to lose. That would drop BC down to 6-8. and eight. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to be able to pull off the comeback like they did 
last Saturday. Post-game reaction coming up from both dressing rooms in a few minutes. 7-8-0. Oh, by the way, i got to get to this before I bring Alex in. Adam Larson only played 5 minutes and 39 seconds today. Uh, Todd McClellan did say he was pulled out of the game uh, just as a precautionary measure. Had a little bit of uh, 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 tightness in his back. So he was taken out purely as a precautionary measure, especially with the long flight coming up. So it doesn't sound like anything serious to Adam Larson. Ty Raddy and Chris Russell both banged up as well. Neither man played today. McClellan hopeful that they'll be able to go for the regular season opener one week from today in Sweden against New Jersey. So just a quick uh, injury update there. All right, 780-496-0063. Alex standing hey. by. Go ahead, Alex. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, yeah, so I was at the game tonight, and just a couple comments and one question. Okay. Uh, first comments was, man, I'm I'm satisfied with the result, but geez, uh, was it, they looked really sloppy in a lot of places today, and I'm glad that the the mention of the number of penalties was mentioned by McClellan because yeah, that was that was a little scary, especially in the start of the second with all those five on threes. Uh, yeah, totally, second. totally agree. Too, too many, uh, too many penalties. Again, I think you know it's that fine line that the Flames, the Flames initiated some of those, but the Oilers still have to handle some of that pressure better than they, better than they did. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, the second comment I had was uh, Bouchard. I thought he played a phenomenal game today. I didn't really notice anything too deficient in, in his play. I really liked when he, that uh, that that play he broke up on the. the was it two on one or three on one there? Yeah, it was a two on one. Eleven thirty left in the first. Yeah, that one. And uh, I thought that he played that perfectly. Uh, I was very pleased with that. Um, and so that leads me to my question then, right now, for you, uh, if you were designing the lineups, what would you do with Garrison Yarabek and Bouchard now? I would. Uh, I, I still wouldn't have Yerbeck on my team. I thought he was better today, and there was a little more pressure on the defense with Larson not playing. Uh, it's funny, Alex. I got a text from Mark who simply said Benning and Yerbeck were terrible. I think that's a little excessive today. Uh, Yerbeck made more good plays. He still had some tough moments. Uh, I would give Garrison a contract for $700,000, and I would take Bouchard... And you might have to take Bouchard and Bear to Europe because you don't know about Russell's situation. That's what I would do. What about you? Uh, yeah, actually, I'd, I'd probably do something similar with that. Um, I would probably keep Bouchard up for two to three games, at least, to give him that NHL experience, like we did with Nurse as well uh, when he was 19 or something like that, and then send him back down to the mines just to get a little bit of NHL experience uh, and then room for, for Garrison and Bear. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think there's anything to lose by keeping Bouchard around, you know. And he doesn't have to play. I mean, I don't want you don't want him sitting in the press box a lot. But Yamamoto played nine games last year. I think he played nine of the first twelve, and then they sent them back to junior. You could you could healthy scratch Bouchard a couple of times, give him his nine games, see, see where he's at. I, I you know I think that's a good situation. You just you just don't want Russell out for too long, and it doesn't sound like like he would be. Alex, thanks a lot for calling seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can uh, text six thirty six thirty. Oilers win four three over the Calgary Flames. Connor McDavid with a goal and an assist this afternoon. Here he is in the Oilers dressing room.
How do you think the team played uh, the last one here before going over? Uh, you know, it was, we got off to a slow start, obviously. Uh, we weren't ready. Um, obviously, a little bit of a different day for us, uh, getting ready to travel. Um, early start time, you know, we're not making, trying not to make excuses, but uh, obviously, we weren't ready to go. Um, I thought we did a good job of responding. Um, we killed off the, the penalties early um, in the second. Uh, find a way to come back in the game and get a win. Kalyan Moro had his sixth goal of the preseason. It was also his birthday. A pretty special night for him. What's it, what's it like playing alongside 56 and seeing his growth and development on the ice? He's been good. Um, he's been good all training camp. He's found ways to score goals. He's got a nose for him. Um, he battles hard even though he's a, a smaller guy. So um, you know, credit to him for, for uh, you know, his intensity and, and his, uh, his grit. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely a good little player. Uh, the way you guys responded after a slow start, does that say a lot about the guys in the locker room? Yeah, I think... Uh, I think back to last year how easily it would have been um, you know, 3-0 and then we gave up a couple couple goals on the, on the kills and the next thing you know you're down 4-5-1 and you know, the game's over. Um, we found a way to, to get the kills and, and uh, you know, drop penalty and get one on the power play which you know, didn't happen often last year so you know, it, uh, the special teams definitely kept us in. The things that you wanted to get right in this camp, you know, right wing, Cam had to get his game straight, your team. Now that it's almost over, can you take stock? How did Cam go with that right? Yeah, you know, I like Cam. I thought guys came in with the right mindset. We came in ready to work and ready to listen. And, um, and I thought, uh, you know, we've done a lot of good things. Obviously, the hard work's only getting started. Um, you know, the pace of the play and the intensity of the game is only going to go up from here. Um, Brendan Escott working in the Oilers dressing room today. Connor McDavid scores a power play goal, gets a power play assist on an early goal from Jujar Kara. Kyler Yamamoto, the big story once again, he scores twice on his 20th birthday to lead the Oilers to a 4-3 victory over the Calgary Flames. Uh, the final shots in this one, 40, well, they took one off for Calgary, 42-21 for the Calgary Flames. So uh, Talbot finishes with 39 saves. Originally they had uh, 40 on the board, but he had a pretty good game. Uh, I mean, I think it's fair to say after this one, uh, some some positives for the Oilers with Yamamoto leading the way. Um, but yeah, some things to work on. I mean, they, they were badly outplayed in the first period. I mentioned the shots were 19-5 Calgary, and uh, they were up 3-1 after the first period and poised to make it more, but they couldn't cash in on extended power play. They had time they had late in the uh, first and uh, early in the second period. This texture says, uh, Reed, is Yamamoto going to cause Kajula to start in the press box? Wingers would be Raddy, Puliyarvi, Yamamoto, Cassian, Nugent Hopkins, Lucic, Rita, and Kara. Drake would be out with Chase on. Yeah, I think that's a definite possibility that you're looking at uh, Kajula becoming an extra forward here. And uh, possibly, you know, maybe he and Chason start as the extra forwards. Puglia Yarvi didn't play today. Strom, who's a center, also didn't play. So, I mean, those guys are obviously going to be in the lineup. Uh, I know Kajula was able to hit the score sheet tonight with a couple of assists. I thought he had a, a, a bit of a busier game. It's, it's interesting with Drake Kajula. Again, another small guy, not much bigger than Yamamoto. It seems when he throws a body check, he... He gets it going. I mean, remember that game against St. Louis last season? Uh, it was a back-and-forth game in the third period. He delivered a hit, wind up scoring the the uh, the game-winning goal in the final minute. And he had a big body check 
when the Oilers were down 3-2 and helped create that forecheck that freed up the loose puck, and that led to Yamamoto's deflection goal, the one where he was centering the puck, and it went off Kachuk. But, yeah, I mean, Kajula has kind of dropped down in the lineup here, and you get a veteran like Chase on in camp. You have uh, Yamamoto, Pugliarvi, and Raddy all coming on. And, uh, yes, I think Kajula has definitely pushed down where, where he's going to be an extra guy some of the time. All right, let's go back down to the dressing room. Here is Drake Kajula. Just putting myself in better spots, getting involved in the forecheck. Um, did a pretty good job in the penalty kill, I thought. So, uh, you know, overall, it was, a, it was a pretty good game. I felt like I've been, uh, you know, improving as the preseason's gone on. It was the final two and a half before you guys head to Europe today. Uh, how, are you, how are you and the rest of the group feeling uh, heading to Germany? Well, we're feeling pretty good. You know, we're definitely excited about the uh, the trip, not only for, uh, you know, the games to be played, but as a, you know, as a team bonding experience, it's going to be good, uh, you know, spending all that quality time with your teammates and, and get to know one each other and, uh, and, you know, doing some events away from the rink to, you know, build that camaraderie between the, between the teammates. So it's going to be a good trip uh, on and off the ice, and, you know, we're definitely looking forward to it. The things that this team was worried about coming into camp, you know, maybe the right wing, Camp Talbot said he had to play better, and the team had to win some games. How would you take stock on how camp went to check those boxes? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as, a, as, a, as far as training camp's gone, I think we've done a pretty good job. Uh, you know, there's obviously things to improve on, um, and it's going to be like that all season long. You're never going to be satisfied with where our game is at, but, uh, you know, I think we're taking steps in the right direction, and uh, we're doing and saying all the right things, and we just got to make sure we, uh, you know, carry that through into the regular season. The, uh, the game in Germany is going to be an important one heading into the uh, first regular season game in, against New Jersey, so, uh, you know, the, the job isn't done yet. We're just, uh, we're getting ready for it. You're down 3-1, the plane in Germany sitting on the tarmac. Did I mean, it's a pretty easy game to bail out of and say, uh, see you in Germany. Uh, what sort of possessed you guys to kind of fight back in a preseason game that really didn't matter? Yeah, I think, well, that was a bit of a difference already just seeing that this year compared to last year. I think uh, last year when we dug ourselves into a hole, um, I don't want to say guys ever quit, but, uh, you know, we, we dug ourselves into deeper holes. And, and next, you know, a 3-1 game is a 5-1 game. And, uh, you know, today we were able to battle back, and it shows the resilience of our group. And we got to make sure that, uh, you know, when you do find yourselves in a hole like this, you got to make sure you battle your way back and, and not dig yourselves a deeper hole. Uh, he had Cam on the back end. He had 40 stops tonight. Uh, how much confidence does he instill in the rest of the group? He's great. He's, uh, you know, two years ago we made the playoffs. He was, uh, he was lights out all season long. And, uh, you know, last season was a bit of an off year for everybody. So, uh, you know, he's, he's biting at the bit to get back and, uh, you know, show what he's capable of doing. We all have confidence in him. He's, a, he's an amazing goalie. And, uh, you know, when he's between the pipes, we're, we're definitely confident in him. All right, that is Drake Kajula and Cam Talbot. Yeah, as I mentioned, they uh, they changed the shot total, but 39 saves, 42-21, the final shots in favor of Calgary. And Talbot, a big story tonight. He's named the first star, Yamamoto the second star, and one of the new flames acquired in that trade with Carolina, Elias Lindholm, has a goal and an assist. He's named the third star tonight. Eskimos coverage starts after the 4.30 news, the countdown to kickoff game at 5 as they meet up against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. 780-496-0063. You can also text 63630. Uh, I appreciate it if you uh, sign your name to a text. It's more likely I'm going to read it, but I will read this one from an anonymous texter who says, honestly, the Lucic experiment in the top six needs to stop. The play dies far too often. I propose Kara, Dreisaitl, and Yamamoto on the, the second line. Some other texts about Lucic as well. Look, guys, I don't know what to tell you. He's he's going to get every opportunity to play on the top six and to be on the first power play. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly blunt here. I'm I see the same things you've seen you see from Lucic. I've I've seen them for the last two years uh, as an Oiler. I can also tell you your texts aren't going to make a difference. Like he's going to get every opportunity 
just like he did last year, and he will at the start of the year. So that's not my opinion on how he's playing. That's just a fact on how he's going to be handled by the coaching staff. So find something else to talk about, guys. I mean, get over it already. He's going to be there. How, how much more obvious does it have to be? Let's go down to the Calgary dressing room. Excellent defenseman, Mark Giordano. Yeah, I thought uh, it has felt long. It's obviously with the trip over there overseas. It's uh, it's been a long camp, but uh, I thought uh, as camp went on, our team play got better and better. And uh, you know, we had obviously tonight. Uh, you want to get through this game and get into the regular season, but we had a few miscues that we'll clean up. But we played uh, we played pretty hard and pretty fast and generated a lot. A lot of shots. I mean, I don't know, forty something. So yeah. like you didn't have your chances. Yeah, I thought the first obviously was our best period. We uh, um, we got caught a little bit uh, with some momentum swings and in, in other teams' buildings. You gotta you gotta be aware of those. And listen, they they, they played an opportunistic game. I thought uh, we didn't give up much, but when they got when they got their chances, they put them in the net. For fans here who are looking at the Oiler trip, how long did it take you guys to get used to the time when you came back? Uh, it takes a bit. Uh, um, the biggest thing is your sleeping patterns are disrupted, so uh, um, I think that that was the biggest issue. So it takes it takes a little bit. Yeah, because I remember track and field a long time ago. For every hour time zone, it was one day. Does that sound about right? To you? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, right now we've uh, we haven't been back for two weeks, but we've been back long enough where we feel back on schedule and feel good. I mean, uh, um, it's hard to say, but you you do have that uh, those first few nights for sure. You do have that that uh, waking up in the middle of the night and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, nutrition and rest, and uh, we're all uh, we're all athletes who probably we can take care of that stuff. So felt pretty good over there, but obviously now coming back and, and getting back into this time zone you feel really good good thanks for this okay thank you all right scott johnson working the calgary dressing room this afternoon they let a 3-1 first period lead slip away the oilers take it 4-3 jujar Kara scored in the first period and uh, he's been quite a story for me uh you know last year he uh, didn't play well out of the gate he was a healthy scratch for a few games and I, I thought he had a pretty good season last year. He might have been uh, one of the bright spots for the Oilers last year. Has a goal and an assist tonight. Played just under 14 minutes. And, you know, a nice shot. And he showed that a couple times last year. I know on the highlight reel at Rogers Place, uh, they often show his goal against Winnipeg from just after Christmas last year where he fired from mid-range and put it under the crossbar. You know, I know somebody texted in a few minutes ago saying to put Kara on the second line. I don't know. I don't know if he's a second line player, but I think he's a pretty good third line player. Plus, he can play center, which he did today. He didn't have a great night in the faceoff circle. Uh, he was just three for ten, credited with five hits, which uh, lead led everybody who played in the game today. But Kara's one of those depth guys, you know, taken later in the draft by the Oilers that that is starting to pay off. Uh, I like his physical game. He's willing to fight when he needs to, and uh, the, you know, he four checks hard. Was a was a part of the goal that the the play that tied it up tonight as well. And sometimes when he has some time, he can he can get a decent shot off as well. So uh, I like what Kara has been doing. And you know, again, to get back to the lines, I, I think to start the season they'll have him with Strom and Puliyarvi and, and see how that goes. And Lucic with Drysaitel and Yamamoto with with the opportunity to to flip guys around. Pontus Aberg. 
Pontus Aberg had some decent moments tonight, but I don't see him as a as a top fourteen on the Oilers. I, I don't think that they. Uh, I don't think he did enough last year and throughout the preseason. I think Chason's going to get a contract. I think Alex Chason's going to get a contract, and I think uh, I think Aberg will. Uh, probably be waived. I don't know if he'll be picked up. I know I know Bob referenced that, you know, maybe a team like Ottawa could grab Aberg. We'll see, but I I don't see him as sticking around uh for the Oilers for sure. Uh Trent says uh read about Lucic good talk until you told the fans to get over it telling fans to stop speaking the truth is a ridiculous keep thing to say. Keep speaking the truth until the message is received. Way better than booing him or other options. Otherwise, good show as always. That is from Trent. Uh, another texture says, Thanks, Reed, for saying that about Lucic. The haters for him need to stop. He does a lot of good other things. Uh, goodness, I'm tired of hearing these so-called fans bash him. I'm proud he's on our team. His presence is worth its weight in gold, and anyone who has played hockey knows this. Uh, Darren says, why are you telling the fans to stop criticizing the coaching staff or how they are utilizing Lucic? If it's not working, the fans should be even more vocal if the coach and GM are being stubborn. Another texter says, Reed, I know he's going to be there. I actually don't mind him on the power play and nothing against Lucic, just the game is getting too fast for him. I really do hope Lucic has a fantastic year. All right. Hey, guys, I'm just saying he's going to get every opportunity to play in the top six and on the first power play. So, I mean, I, all I'm saying is if you keep asking me after every game, my, my answer is going to be the same. And I think uh, Todd's been asked about that, and the general manager's been asked about it, and they're going to show as much belief as him uh, impossible. Really sorry if I offended some of the lightweights out there. Uh, this, <laughs> and that's a joke, everybody, so calm down. Uh, this texture says, read what happened to Adam Larson. Yeah, Adam Larson left the game with some tightness in his back, and uh, it was a precautionary measure just to make sure he's going to be okay for the long flight. So it doesn't sound like anything serious with Larson. But, yeah, he only wound up playing 5 minutes and 39 seconds this afternoon. Uh, Russell and Raddy also out because they're feeling a little bit banged up. Do we have Bill Peters standing by? Patrick, do we have we have Bill Peters? Okay, Bill Peters, the new coach of the Calgary Flames after spending the last few years with Carolina. One thing I like about Peters, the uh, former coach of the Killam Junior B Wheat Kings in the Northeastern Alberta Junior B Hockey League. Uh, here's Bill in the Flames dressing room. No, I just wanted to open by asking about Matthew Kachuk. Didn't notice him in the third No, I took him out there. He got uh, got dinged a little bit in San Jose, lower body, so I think he aggravated it a little bit. But just uh, took him out late after, found out late after uh, two, and that was it. So anyone that was uh, any question whatsoever was coming out. There's no question about him for the pre- first. I didn't get it. I haven't game. seen uh, Belks. I just know he popped his head in real quick at the end of the intermission at the second and told us he was done. Bill, final tune-up before the regular season kicks off. What do you make of the way your guys came out today? Uh, there's lots of good things, and there's some things to work on and clean up. And that was a real good opportunity for some young guys in, in special team situations. We played a lot of guys that, uh, you know, to give a good look, the final look in the preseason. So I thought we got that done. Coach, what's your impression on Yusuf Alimaki's uh, camp? No, he's been real good. He's been steady. He's played a lot of hockey through this camp when we were gone. He was playing all those games with the rookies, and you know he stayed with us, and he's been uh, been real good. So that'll be a tough decision to make and conversation to have on the plane. Lots of power play time. I know you alluded to the special teams action that you got. 
is it tough right now just with the personnel? And yeah, 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 real hard. I wish there was more five-on-five -five play to evaluate the guys, to be honest with you, and a little bit more flow to the game in that regard. Uh, a lot of the five-on-the-units, uh, the units, you know, again, there's some guys missing and that'll be on the power play that weren't there tonight. So would have been nice to get one when it was 3-1. Didn't happen, and uh, they, they got momentum off their kill. We've talked a lot about Dylan Dubé. Yeah. Tonight playing with Johnny Boudreau, another kind of opportunity and, and confidence. Well, the, only, the only reason we put him there is we, we left the Jankowski line together and we left the Backman line together. So it was the easiest thing to do is just throw him in there. Um, again, you know, he's been good everywhere we've played him. And that's not a situation where we expect him to be able to play there. That wouldn't be fair to him. But uh, he's had a real good training camp and uh, good preseason. So again, those two young kids are obviously in the mix and be part of the conversation tonight and not only tonight going leading into uh, opening night in Vancouver. Mike Smith, um, I know he's not too worried about tonight, but how do you, what do you make of, of a guy like that? So veteran well, I'm glad we, we got the work in here the last two nights for Smitty. He's got two complete games and got some work in and got some touches, which is important. So he'll be ready to go. Good. Thank you. All right, Bill Peters, head coach of the Calgary Flames. Oilers win at 4-3. Yamamoto scores twice, six goals in the preseason. Driving the net, making things happen. Another strong game from him as we check the advantage trailer rentals out-of-town scoreboard. Just one other NHL game underway. It is the Flyers leading the Bruins halfway through the second period. The Oil Kings at the Calgary Hitmen tonight at 7. Oil Kings beat Swift Current 5-0 last night to go to 4-0. And uh, CFL this afternoon, nine and a half minutes left. It is Hamilton 40, BC 9. Eskimos coming up after the 4.30 news. Countdown to kickoff with David Morley. The game will start at 5 on my, on my way to Commonwealth Stadium as soon as I sign off, which is right now. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our producer back at the 630 Ched studio. More on 630Ched.com. Oilers win it over Calgary 4-3. 8 a.m. Wednesday, they're taking on the Cologne Sharks in Germany. Enjoy the Eskimos game, everybody. Take care.